0: So, summer vacation season is coming, if not already here, and more companies are encouraging workers to actually take some time off. Some groups require employees to have at least two weeks off, or even a sabbatical month. But... Then we have Korean corporate culture, and it's easy to question if these gestures are, are genuine, or whether we might be sceptical about what the actual motivation or outcome is. There, studies prove, though, that if companies do allow workers to rest, they can become more productive. We can actually now hear from Alex Sujeong Kimpang, founder of the Restful Company, a visiting scholar at Stanford, and the author of *Rest: Why You Get More Done When You Work Less*. Thank you very much for joining us. Oh, thank you. It's a pleasure to be with you. And I, and I presume everybody at the Restful Company gets plenty of rest in. Oh, definitely. <laughs> I mean, it's a compelling you idea. practice what we preach. It, it yeah. is a compelling idea that we get more done by working less. Can, can you break it down for us? Sure. I mean, you know,
1: we assume that long hours result naturally in more productivity, whether we're working in a factory or an office or, the you know, a studio. But things are more complicated because... For creative people, long hours turn out to be less effective than a pattern in which you alternate a few hours of really intensive focus with a period of deliberate rest. And what that does is it gives you time to recover the energy you spend working and gives your creative subconscious the opportunity to work on problems on their own even while you're occupied with other things. Now, for the rest of us, working well-defined hours having an opportunity to disconnect from our jobs and our email and taking vacations turns out to make you more productive than you would be if you work long hours nonstop, you take work home, and you never disconnect. And in the long run, it also means you'll be healthier and happier and even less at risk of chronic diseases and stress-related illnesses. So for all of those reasons, it turns out that we can get more done sort of both at the daily level and over the course of our lives by sort of thinking about the relationship between work and rest differently and working less
0: can we quantify how much rest is enough
1: sure well i think that um or we can uh, we can certainly quantify how many hours really creative and prolific people work it turns out that people like um, Charles Darwin or the novelist Stephen King or many composers or artists worked really intensively for about four or five hours every day. And that's it. A shockingly few number of hours given of our current expectations that if you're not working twelve hours a day you're you know, sort of you're doing you're doing it wrong. But they would spend easily that much time engaged in what I call deliberate rest, which are forms of rest that are both physically and mentally restorative, but also provide some creative stimulation. So these can be things ranging from um, long walks or exercise to sailing or gardening or doing other things that are usually a combination of, of physically challenging but also kind of mentally engaging. And so on top of that, they may take sort of longer vacations but it turns out that the, that there is almost a kind of 50-50 balance in these lives between work and rest. Now, for people who are let's say, you know, doctors or or neurosurgeons, you know, people who don't have a lot of control over their lives, they can't quite get to that sort of schedule, but the ones who do best um, turn out to be ones who are very protective of their time off who are good about taking vacations and are good about disconnecting. So you know, even if you can't live the life of leisure that, say, Charles Dickens did once he became successful, you can still find ways, if you're able to protect your time, to get the sort of deliberate rest that lets you have a good life and a good career.
0: Balance does seem to be important because too much leisure or or rest can lead to depression, I'd even suggest. Uh, There might be a link there, Mm -hmm. right?
1: You no, know, I think that certainly inaction um, is one of the, often one of the indicators of um, you know, of depression. But I think that you know it you know it is absolutely the case that for almost all of us, you know, work is one of the things that gives our lives meaning. And so I think that you know, one of the premises of my book, maybe a little counterintuitively. Is that you know, this is is that in order to do the kind of work that makes life meaningful, it's actually important both to take it seriously but also to take rest seriously. And you know, I think also that you know, that would mean that, as you said, you know too much rest, um, particularly of the long sort, can be um, just as bad for you as too much work.
0: Is there a sweet spot for vacations? sometimes I feel, with the time off for a holiday, uh, I, 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 mm-hmm. I would intuitively put that in a different category to the daily routine. The daily routine, I, I buy into what you're saying completely. I think right. that, that's your life. But But when you take two weeks off, sometimes you spend that two weeks... Feeling a bit fidgety, wondering uh, when it, what you should do with it, and then starting to worry about mm-hmm. uh, the the vacation maybe coming to an end, and and then at the end of it all, thinking where did it all go? Time flies past. D- does it really benefit you?
1: Right, you know, I that that one of the worst feelings is coming back to work and feeling like you need a vacation from your vacation. But um, you know, I, uh, what research indicates is that. Um, most people reach a kind of peak of happiness after about seven or eight days of vacation and that the, and that the benefits last about two months. So what that means is that in a perfect world, uh, you would take about a week or 10 days off every three months or so. And in fact, people who are independently wealthy, who run their own businesses, do tend to gravitate toward that kind of schedule. Um, you know, yeah. Now, having said that, The only bad vacation, I think, is the one that you don't take. And even if you have to do, you know, all two weeks or four weeks at one go, you know, it's the research also teaches us that if we are able to set things up so that we're not likely to have emergencies break out in the office while we're gone, if we're able to switch off our email and disconnect and not worry Uh, and set things up so that we don't have to worry about what's happening back at work and what's going to be waiting for us when we get back, then um, you're much more likely to have a more relaxed, more restorative vacation.
0: What about for regular office workers who don't depend on creative instincts as much as the Silicon Valley environment that you personally grew up in? uh mm-hmm. what, what would your advice be to companies that that might not feel their employees need to to come into work feeling like they've got to change the world
1: yeah well you know it's true that my book focuses on famous writers and nobel prize winning scientists and people like that but i think the basic lessons hold true for everyone um for one thing you know these days even routine work has become more complicated and fast-paced. So businesses are trying to f- get more work out of fewer employees. Organizations have gotten flatter, and so people take on more responsibilities and have to manage themselves more. And workplaces have become more technically complicated and sort of distracting. You know, the open office is both famous or notorious for encouraging collaboration, but making concentration very hard. And so... Even, I think, places where kinds of jobs that we used to think of as not requiring large amounts of imagination or you know, or, or creativity are ones that now demand a lot of autonomy and self-management. And those are things that can be every bit of psychologically demanding and draining as what we would regard as one sort of more classic kinds of creative work. And so I think that the, that in today's sort of working world, um, it's important to recognize the impo- the necessity and the return on investment of rest for everybody.
0: The International Labour Organization stipulates labourers should be guaranteed an annual paid holiday for at least two uninterrupted weeks. That word uninterrupted Mm -hmm. seems to be important because, according to an Expedia survey, Korean workers take paid vacations for eight days a year on average, not necessarily uninterrupted. The global average is is 20 days. Mm -hmm. Based on your research, the alarm bell should be ringing pretty loudly then.
1: Yes, absolutely. And I think that taking eight days of vacation a year is literally hazardous to your health. It's also not very good for the or for the company. or if employees who don't detach from work, who don't or who don't spend time with their families and get out of the office are more prone to burnout. They're more likely to be unhappy, or to be a source of unhappiness for others. Mm. But it turns, out, you know, but it turns out also that they're more likely to make um, sort of mistakes on the job, or overlook, you know, sort of little errors that can that, especially in you know, high tech products or complex services, can have big costs down yes. and even be more prone to cutting corners or cheating and so you know it looks on one hand like an employee who doesn't take vacations maybe saving a company money and that may be true in the very short run but over the long run they're actually going to be a big cost better for companies to recognize that and you know or encourage people to get out of the office and get out into the world
0: Finally, though, for, for many of us, like myself, a freelancer, uh, you don't necessarily have that luxury, and the, the the news cycle never stops. Can you limit the damage by making the most of your weekends, for example?
1: Yes, absolutely. You know there were sort of studies of people like um, emergency room doctors or nurses or firefighters, and they showed that you know that uh, that even really challenging jobs, ones that are hard to switch off from, um, or, you know, where the pace is very fast, where sort of you may have to work, you know, odd shifts. Um the benefits of sort of detaching from those, of leaving them behind sort of on the weekend, it are undeniable. Well that's I think the other important thing mm. is, you know, sort of recognizing that Not all rest is created equal, right? Spending a weekend, you know, or vegging out in front of the television isn't going to do as much for you as, let's say, getting outside and going for a hike or doing more active kinds of things. Those turn out to be a lot more restorative, you know, passive
0: things. I'm sure all of us listening now can identify with that and and have memories of, of weekends that seem to have been more than just a weekend where we've gone away camping versus, like you say, vegging out As appealing Mm -hmm. as that might seem. Alex Sujong Kimpang of the Restful Company, very appropriate name. Thank you very much for joining us.
1: Thanks. It's been a pleasure.